Letter 1, 12th April 1991. I recall a time when all I knew was happiness. Not of sorrows had yet infiltrated my life. My life was full of bliss and content. I laughed, smiled, and radiated all the time. It seemed that I was on God's good side during that period. As I lay on this bed in my ripe old age, I can recall many a visit from Grandad and Grandma, who always had stories to give, stories of wars, of adventure, of conquest. Grandad would always have this gimmick of an expression on his face, as he was transported through time while telling his wonderful and sometimes morose stories. I can also recall Mama's famous pecan and cashless eyes. Oh, just thinking about them brings me back to those years. The years when indeed the sun was shining upon us. I never knew my dad, as he had been called to war before I was born and had never returned. It was assumed that he died in one of the very brutal attacks. But in all, life was sweeter than honey. Oh, oh what I would give to go back to such a time of naivety. As I lay, I remember one particular day that I will never forget. It was late December 1929. Mama and everyone in the household were busy preparing for the family event that was scheduled to happen every year around this time. Cousins, aunts, uncles, long-lost relatives were all invited to the former ranch estate for their relaxation, fun, and family activities. I loved that day because that was when Mama would make her delightful dishes. Mmm! The sweet, savory taste of a pie, the mouth-watering steak, delicious and specially crafted desserts, and of course, who could forget a freshly squeezed taste of the natural fruit juices whose fruits were born right in our backyard. It was all good. That day was more special though because Cousin Helen was soon to be married to one of the suitors that her family had chosen. So it was a joyous occasion. I remember sitting together with all the women in my family, discussing wedding plans, how the marriage came to be, and life after the wedding, and anything else that was of importance. I was 18 at that time, and Cousin Helen was 19. So being so very close in age, she and I naturally assumed a sisterly relationship and it didn't hurt that she only lived a few blocks down from the family ranch. I envied her and adored her. I always wanted to be just like her. She had a wonderful personality and was full of compassion, but she was wily too. We spoke about everything together, from boys to dresses to dreams and wants and our innermost desires. I loved her dearly. And for that reason, that day was close to my heart. As soon should be taken from us in the most distasteful and gruesome manner. The day the rain fell. Just as soon as 1929 had come and gone, 1931 arrived clouded by the Great Depression. The rain had finally fallen. That year, all my hopes and dreams were shattered. My belief in God was on the rocks. Thunder and lightning filled that year with sorrow and sadness. The naive little girl was gone and instead the truth about life 
and reality soon settled with me. I saw the world differently as a perfect light covering over my eyes was ripped out. My whole countenance had changed and it would not return until many years later. It was a hot and humid day sometime in March. I had just come from collecting water from the lake for Mama and Pop, my step-grandfather, as we had been experiencing a drought for the past few weeks. Upon arriving, I could hear subtle sounds of what I imagined to be crying and screaming. The whole house was in a silent disposition. In my mind, I was trying to fathom what could possibly make the house so quiet that even the slightest drop of a pain could be heard. In all my life, I had never known the family house to be quiet. There was always work to be done, and many a time, it could be heard shuffling around the house, standing to do daily chores. However, today was an exception. As I entered the house, immediately my mother fell at my knees and wept. Through muffled sobs, she desperately tried to tell me what was going on. But it would not be until 10 minutes later that I would understand the severity of the distressing situation at hand. My dear cousin Helen had been brutally murdered. Now in our part of town, although brutal murders were not unheard of, it was definitely an uncommon experience. So the fact that dear Helen was murdered astounded me. I was in total shock of about five minutes before the downpour of tears began. I would not stop for fifty for the next two years. I was literally a walking zombie in the days to come. Apparently, it so happened that cousin Helen and cousin Bo, by way of marriage, had gone for a mid-afternoon stroll through the woods to get to the pond on the other side. Back then, the woods were not a place of dread and fear, a place where predators would go. And waiting for their prey. It was a place of serenity and peace where everyone would go once in a while to enjoy the yet remaining unnatural, untouched natural beauty. However, on this sunny afternoon, his reputation would change. It had only been about 10 minutes walk into the forest when Bo realized that his wife was not with him. They had momentarily withdrawn their hands from each other so that cousin Helen could have a look as a beautifully crafted bougainvillea. She loved flowers and would stop at any moment to capture their beauty. Bo exclaimed that he became frantic after shouts of calling her name returned to his wife and therefore went in search of her only to find the naked behind a tree surrounded by a pool of blood. Apparently she had been raped. Raped? A taboo herring those back at that time. None would or could believe what happened to her and the case was never solved. Thoughts of what might have been her last dying breath and thoughts constantly enveloped my mind. I would know no rest. Furthermore, shortly after that, a few years later, the Great Depression hit us with a bang and unfortunately our prized family ranch which had been passed down for generations had to be sold. I thought indeed the God and life were out teaching a lesson. A harsh out punishment for a severe sin that I must have committed in my early years. I laugh now. As I ponder on the finite reason of our mortal mind, oh God forgive us. The Great Depression lasted for a good few many years just up until the beginning of World War II. 
parents and children had died for lack of proper sustenance, farms and ranches were sold, including ours. Shops closed down, young girls and in some cases boys stopped attending school. Everything that was normal had gone haywire. I thought for sure the world was coming to an end. Mama succumbed to depression, although Pa never wanted to admit it. And Pa was out of the farming business by 1935. He soon died after a terrible bout of pneumonia, but most suspected it was due to his broken heart, which resulted from Mama's death. Grandma and Granddad had long gone, and so I was now an orphan girl, unmarried, and no suitors in waiting. For a long time, I worked as a living housemaid just to get by. I could not do anything more because I was female and it was a taboo for women to be doing anything considered to be a man's girl. In many cases, I was treated well enough because my family had been a respectable one and everyone had a great respect for my step-grandfather, stepfather. I woke through the day and cried at night, cried for the surety of my life had not become. It will not be before another 15 years that the sun will indict shine on me again. But you know, dear, looking back, I thank God profusely for letting me go through this wilderness time. For I, without it, I would not be the changed person that I am today by the grace of God. You see, during that time while working for one of the families, I was introduced to a young Christian man who had a passion for Christ and the Bible. I had been a regular churchgoer during the sunny years, but never understood the point. I went because it was expected of me and my family. To refuse to go was an outright violation of some unwritten law. He in turn introduced me to our wonderful Savior. And I knew it was not all just a bluff because his life emanated a joy and peace that no man on earth could afford. It was heavenly. I think I can safely say he walked with God, and I was more envious of the life he had with his Savior than the wives of Cousin Helen. It was through him that I met your grandfather. This man, Andy, filled with the Holy Spirit, led me to Jesus, and I finally realized the purpose of my wilderness adventure. And I call it adventure because it would be one of the most exciting events that took place in my life. It saddened me to think of my lost state had it not been for that time. And as I continue this letter, dear, I pause to tell you that God never gives more than we can bear. And victory is always at the end once we trust in Jesus. Hold on just a little while longer and see his wondrous hands at work. Upon being made a new creature, although I was still a housemaid, I did my best to tell and show others the object of my newfound faith. I will admit that the depression years was still tough on me, and sometimes I lapsed in my faith. Many a times I would blame our dear Savior for the stones being thrown at me. But thank God, our Lord is merciful and kind, and He taught me through His word that though sorrow presides in the night, joy comes in the morning. From then on, I was overwhelmed by a joy that none can attest. I learned to be joyous in darkness as well as light. And dear, I will tell you that God's words never fail. I am living proof of that, as many others have been. We just need to claim these everlasting promises and engage in fervent prayer. 
Now, wouldn't you be imagined that by the end of that rainy period, I was married, had a small family, although not rich, was content, and was in love with my children. Therefore, dear, as I quickly bring this letter to a close, I beg you remember, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Grandma loves you there, and I hope to see you on the other side. Come visit soon. Yes, I ain't dead yet, so get your scrawny bird over here. Love and sweet kitty, your dearest, Grandma Rose.